0: You're listening to Radio Americana Detroit on tapdetroit.com.
1: Well, all
0: right. You're listening to Radio Americana. I'm your host, Robert Lewis. And tonight I'm sitting down with, what's your name again?
2: Hi, my name's uh, Frank, uh, Fran Grimaldi.
0: (laughs) Frank Grimaldi from the band Slowfoot, Waterford, Michigan. What's going on, Frank?
2: Not a whole lot, man. Just happy to be here hanging out on a Friday night. I don't know when this thing airs, but it's Friday right now.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be out Sunday. So. I appreciate you thinking of me. Uh, you were looking for places to promote, and I'm always willing to do that for my local boys. So, you know, some people say I don't support local music but what the hell do you think this show's about do right people say that yeah people do say that oh, buddy i'll tell you who later oh geez
1: <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a good guy though i like him. um so what is going on with you what's uh what's new
2: oh uh, i think my parents dropped me on my head when i was a kid can't, yeah can't think straight no, just hanging out, man. Uh was a busy summer and uh we had a lot of fun. We've been uh we've been working on a record, uh full length record for what seems like an eternity now. Um we started it on March in March of twenty twenty and then the world kinda stopped for about a year. Right. And then when we finally got back to working on it, we were busy uh, in the summer of twenty one. So we're just finishing up this record. Um now it's you know, it's gone on two and a half years. Uh, since we started it, it's got 11 songs on it. Uh, it'll be out soon. I don't want to drop the actual uh, release date that's coming up soon, but we do have the venue and uh, the time and place and everything lined up. Uh, we're just about ready to announce it probably in the next week here. Uh, just getting some uh, loose ends uh, tied up. The name of the album will be Something Good.
0: Oh, I was just going to ask you if you know what the. <laughs> so, all right. Slowfoot, right. Something Slow Good. Foot, something because.
2: Something yeah, because you can say, play something good. Oh, and right. now, oh, right. it will be our
0: record. Yeah, because he used to have that that video podcast of play something good.
2: Yeah, so that all started. Our buddy Mark uh, went on, God rest his soul. Um, he used to, <laughs> to shouted at bands. You know, he, it wouldn't just be local bands. He'd be out seeing like Umphreys McGee or something. They'd get done playing a song and the crowd would go quiet. Play something good. And if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't know, you uh-huh. know, if you were seeing him at a local bar or something, uh-huh. that'd probably be pretty funny, but you're like uh-huh. seeing like Tedesky trucks and this guy's heckling Derek trucks, people right. give him the nastiest look, but it was just funny shit. So, you know, Mark, Mark passed on. So we're just kind of carrying on in his, uh, in his name and his honor. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it's a cool, cool idea for an album. And we were talking about like making a vinyl too, with one of those, uh, the repeater tracks at the very end so it catches oh, and just plays yeah.
0: play something good play something, play good. something
2: good play something
0: good <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a beatles yeah. thing yeah i think
2: joe walsh had one that did that too <laughs> but yeah so we're we're really excited about that and uh, so it's 11 11 original songs and uh some of the songs are like songs i wrote when i was like 16 17 years old i've never recorded them uh some of them are new a couple of them we wrote like literally in the studio so right uh, it's really really coming together well and uh yeah i'm like a proud papa lion dig it yeah
0: yeah billy brand has a song that he wrote when he was 17 it's a pretty cool song so I, um, i'm starting to get sick of these songs man <laughs> i know I, I can i can feel you it's it's we've been practicing with my band and just i'm just not feeling it just Because I'm tired of playing those songs. I need, it's a lot different when you're playing them in front of people, you know, but when you're just in the basement, it's hard to get excited about it. Well, I've gone through. (laughs) Because I like like that exploration of putting together a new song. That's exciting to me. You get like, that's uh, the part I like. You get
2: high on it and you're like, oh man, it's so cool. You want to battle Best song ever. Yeah, and then you you burn it out and you hear it again. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I know we've been through. Um, I've been through so many ups and downs, um, playing songs and playing covers and then playing mixtures of covers and originals and playing just originals. And, uh, it's always cool to kind of Lay off a song for a while and then bring it back and go, Oh, yeah, the song was pretty cool, man. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And every time you kind of resurrect it, something little, you know, a little micro about it changes a little bit and it yep. maybe gets a little tighter, mm-hmm. just a little different. And it's the same with cover songs, right. too. I mean, if you set them down for a while, um, I think you come back to them, they're kind of cooler, or you know, it could go the other way and you'd be like, Wow, I can't believe we ever played that song, it's so dumb, I hate it.
0: <laughs> I come across some of my home recordings. That you know, I had had intended at one time or another for it to be a band song, and just like wow, how come we never did that song? That that one's kind of cool, you know. So, are you doing all uh, originals now, or have you guys gotten to where? You're...
2: Well, it just depends on the show. Um, so, we played a private party a couple of weeks back on a Friday night, or it was Friday night, I think, and we played for four hours so we played Mm -hmm. originals and covers and uh we played down at the tangent gallery in detroit we played all originals uh until we ran out of originals and we played i think four covers after that so we played that was probably the longest we'd ever played in one set i think we played for almost two hours down at the tangent and that was that was really fun um you know we have like i said we have 11 original songs and we're working on a few more but just playing them start to stop like that and uh you know we really kind of had the room to stretch our legs a little bit our songs aren't short songs by any means we have uh
0: they're they're jams
2: yeah we have three (laughs) people that uh take leads and you know try and make it to where we don't all take a lead in the same song but sometimes we do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have two or three songs that are over six minutes long we have one that's like eight so i mean they just they're they're long we're actually talking uh with with our producer, uh, Peter J about cutting one or two of them down mm-hmm. to be like radio friendly. I don't even right. know if that's a thing anymore, <laughs> but like, you know, right. even if you sent it to like, uh, radio americana for example right. okay uh popular internet radio show like mm-hmm. yours right uh like how likely are you gonna play an eight like some band you've never heard of like hey man play my eight minute song like you're probably not gonna play it right
0: <laughs> I might <laughs> uh, these
2: guys got nuts
0: <laughs> right i uh, I had some feedback from a from a guy down in Nashville a friend of mine has a has a friend who's a producer down there and he played some of my stuff and he said those are good songs but the intros are too long you know i'm I'm sitting here waiting for the song to start i was like (laughs) i wonder
2: if you'd ever heard a pink floyd record (laughs) right (laughs) i was watching this uh how how the album was made on dark side of the moon and it was like roger roger waters or david gilmore forget which one it was and they're like he's like it's like the the TikToks for time yeah. just literally just go on forever. It's like a minute and a half. Tick, 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 tick. Dude, there's no words to the song for like two and a half minutes. Like,
3: right. Oh, people don't have any patience yeah.
2: anymore. They do. They need it to be like five seconds in, the, yeah. the verse starts, and 30 seconds in, the first hook sure. comes in, and then... Right the song is like short verse, chorus, short verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, short verse, chorus out, mm-hmm. like, or double chorus out. Like, right. It's all people care about. It's like, right. You got a catchy hook, man. Yeah, like, catch that hook. Yeah. yeah, buddy. I got a hook all right.
0: Yeah. I, re- I really like that, that movie going talking about that Pink Floyd thing. It was neat that they they didn't even have an idea of what they're they just it was all created in the studio. <laughs> yeah, they're like standing around yeah, doing let's rehearsals. Let's try this. For, let's like, try we're, this. We're at
2: rehearsals and uh, just playing E minor and A for an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> let's just mix all this shit together and see what happens. <laughs>
2: sneeze, sneeze in the air. I don't want to get you in trouble for
0: copyright. <laughs> um. So um. This is the part where I'll be editing out. Um, I had a question I was actually going to ask you.
2: Six inches, cold water. Oh, okay.
0: I was in the pool. <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I was in the swimming pool. You ever see that Seinfeld?
2: <laughs> he love, love some Seinfeld. Here's the feeling good all the time. A
0: girl, he had just gotten out of. He had just taken his bathing suit off, and girl walks in. She started laughing. I was
2: in the pool. Do you remember what he tried to do for the rest of the episode? He tried to yeah. catch her naked. Yeah, he's
0: trying to catch Jerry's yeah. girlfriend naked because. <laughs> she saw me naked. I get to see her <laughs> naked. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why don't you uh, play us a song?
2: I was afraid you'd say that.
0: All right. Here's a
2: song I called. I dare uh, you. <laughs> Here's a song called uh, Down on the Ceiling.
0: cool that's on the record
2: saw right yeah. yeah um yeah song's called down on the ceiling i wrote that song when i was uh really sick at oakland community college and uh i just kept leaving my class to smoke <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> yes <laughs> I just, kept, just kept smoking i couldn't pay attention in class i don't know why i didn't just leave i just kept walking out and smoking cigarettes and coming back I'm Like
0: <laughs> that's funny why don't we uh, take a break and come back, and uh, we'll talk some more. Right on, brother. All right. You're listening to Radio Americana. I'm your host, Robert Lewis, sitting here with Frank Grimaldi from Slowfoot. We'll be back. Okay, all you freshman fucks, listen up. It's your lucky day. Usually you'll be spending your freshman summer to get your asses busted and running for your worthless little lives. But this year, because we feel so sorry for you, we're going to take it easy on you, and save us all a lot of time.
1: So if you meet here, right here, after school today, you only get one lick from each of us. But you run like cowards. Well, it's open season all summer long, boys.
0: Oh, yeah, Mitch Kramer?
1: Mitchie, 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 Mitchie. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for you, pal. Your ass to be perfect for the day is over. Have a nice afternoon.
0: <laughs> you better get out of town. Go spend the summer with your grandparents or something.
3: Hey, man. You are going to show up to our game tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pitching. I kind of have to.
0: How should we inscribe your tombstone? <laughs> How about been over? <laughs> yeah, right, pissant. Why aren't they after anybody else? <laughs> they are,
2: man. Believe me. I know, man. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Grimaldi from Slowfoot, and I know my mother listens to Radio Americana with Robert Lewis on Sundays at 2, and your mom should too.
0: All right. You're listening to Radio Americana Detroit, and it's rad. I'm your host, Robert Lewis, and we're sitting here with Frank Grimaldi, Slowfoot, from Waterford, Michigan. What's happening, Frank? Oh, you
2: know, hanging out. Chilling, drinking an ice cold Labatt Blue Light beer, hanging Ron Carvin in his basement.
0: Yep, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me on the Friday night. Yeah, man, it's cool,
2: mm. you know, chilling, playing some music, talking some music. So,
0: who Who do you think's your uh, biggest influence? Mm. Wait, before you do that, name your top five bands. Top five
2: bands? <laughs> oh boy. Slow uh, Slowfoot, Slow Foot, Slow Foot, Slow Foot, Slow Foot. Slow foot. Uh, I've heard of those no. guys. So, uh, top favorite bands, uh, Robert Lewis Band, um, the Roberto Luisi Tribute Trilogy Trio. What
0: a liar.
2: Uh, uh, No, sorry. Uh, five local bands, five regular bands, five normal bands.
0: Five influential bands. Rubber, Rubber Band. <laughs>
2: sorry. <laughs> oh man that's gold i hope that i hope that makes the cut uh the beatles are number one yeah obviously obvi okay Uh,
0: we're gonna go one to five one
2: to five well okay now in no particular order (laughs) okay the beatles are number one that's it no there's no ifs ands or buts about it and then i will say Pink floyd led zeppelin Uh, gets real dicey past this
0: i could guess Almond Brothers. Oh, jeez.
2: How did The Allman Brothers have to be in there, don't they?
0: <laughs> you sound like Alman Brothers.
2: Oh, buddy. The Allman Brothers, and then uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Right on. I think, yeah. Okay. That's that five? I think that's, that's five. That's four. That's four? I get yeah. one more bonus pick? Yeah. Well, it's not a bonus. Oh, wait
0: a minute. No, that is five, yeah. Well, I get a bonus okay. pick anyway. Okay, bonus.
2: Uh Bonus pick, uh, just to be uh, cool. And hip. And with it, I'm gonna say Billy Strings.
0: <laughs> right on. What about the Who? You like all those other brips oh,
2: br- bands? I said earlier they were my top five. You did?
0: Holy smokes, that's dude. What, that's what gave me the idea for the Adam question.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, okay, let's rerun this. No, you know what? I stand.
0: It's hard, okay. man. After one is hard. <laughs> I know.
2: After three is hard.
0: I know. It's like it's like trying to f- pick your favorite Led Zeppelin song. <laughs>
2: black dog obviously
0: i think mine would be since i've been loving you There's Oh, just, dude! when i hear that tune i just i dig that tune so much
2: yeah oh uh, yeah that's so like, the the organ track yeah. in it
0: just i dig that song it's i never like all the other stuff i you know i can listen to it. i never get sick of hearing that song i like that song
2: Zeppelin 3 was a really cool record. They went off yeah. into the woods in some cabin. <laughs> and, yeah, like, that was their,
0: uh, that was that was the one that the the critics didn't like the most or something like that. And, they
2: got like ripped by the critics no matter what they did, and it's because <laughs> they wouldn't talk to the critics. You know, like, they wouldn't give some stupid interview to Rolling Stone magazine, <laughs> so they bashed them. And they're like, oh, their Led Zeppelin 4 came out. That was the one with Stairway to Heaven on it. Right. If you're keeping score at home. <laughs> And uh, the critics were like, it's so bad, they don't even put their name on it. It's like, (laughs) I think it was like one of the best-selling records for a decade or something.
0: (laughs) It's so So, terrible. So we talked about this earlier, the who. Tommy or Quadrophenia? I'm
2: going to say Quadrophenia um, because, well... Because I like it better, you know. It doesn't really need much more of an explanation than that. But I think uh, just the way that the album starts out, you know, the real me, doom, uh-huh.
0: doom. yeah.
2: Keith Moon's just on fire through the whole thing. John uh-huh. Entwistle's bass lines are just thumping the whole way. Tommy's kind of, Tommy's kind of weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of,
0: it, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I like Quadrophenia too, and I think it's more relatable because it's more realistic about.
2: I love Tommy. You
3: know, I like all I mean, the songs yeah, on loved, Tommy.
0: So do I. But I mean, I think... What know.
2: I'll say... And I've listened to the studio record, Tommy, a lot. And I've listened to the Quadrophenia record a mm-hmm. lot. I've seen both movies. I saw both live. I've seen The Who play both of them live. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I like Tommy live better than the studio record. Yeah. Um not like current live, but I think I had uh live at Leeds, they do it I think, and then um live at the Isle of Wight. They play the whole thing start to stop.
3: Oh right. And I right. think they
2: did it at Woodstock too, I want to say. I think
0: they did, yeah.
2: And uh yeah, they do because I was reading um reading into it and I guess they played it at Woodstock the whole album the whole thing and as they're doing Listen to you, I find the music, listen to you and as they were doing that the sun was rising. Oh. so when they played the of white festival they brought a bunch of lights to simulate the sun coming up because they played it like two in the morning instead of five in the morning or whatever it was you <laughs> right. know but how cool is that you know yeah. that that uh because that is an epic you know last song i yeah. know listening right. to you right.
1: i get the heat heat
2: roger daltrey spinning the microphone and shit and the sun's coming up and i think hendrix played after them but uh yeah, um, the live at the Isle of Wight. I think it's seventy-one. Is the double album I had, and they they just rip, man. They they are just on fire. This the whole set. They play for like two hours straight. This is a festival, man. I mean, right. I think Hendrix was at this festival, and they, maybe maybe not in seventy-one. Obviously, he was dead. Maybe in seventy. But I think the Rolling Stones were there. Like all, yeah. uh, ten years after the it was doors there, were there. The doors were there, and like. The Who comes out and uh, Pete Townsend's just talking shit like he always is. And he's like, "Yeah, we uh, we're back here again, uh, back on the Isle of Wight. Uh, everything the same as it was last year. Wearing the same clothes, drove over in the same cars, wearing playing the same guitars, and all the bands using our PA system, same as it was last year. Because <laughs> they're, they're like notorious for having a badass PA system. So you know they're like they they brought it in. They brought in the party, man.
0: Oh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah." Yeah, I was uh I was listening to Quadrophenia on Spotify the other day and after after it was over no, it wasn't Spotify, I'm sorry. It was on uh, YouTube music. Yeah. And after the album was over, Pete Townsend came on and it said Pete Townsend demo, but he was doing all the uh Quadrophenia songs. They didn't sound the same, and they were really cool. They were really cool, and it was all, ba- and it was a whole band thing, so I don't know if it was something that they were still hammering out or what. But it- So
2: I think, um, well, it's funny you bring up The Who, because I hadn't I listened to The Who in a long time, and the other day uh, I was coming home from the studio or coming home from a gig. I, I don't know. I had about an hour drive, though, and I put on The Who Who's Next, which was like, the first record i had ever heard by the who it was like my dad's favorite who record you know baba o'reilly and won't get fooled again i used
0: to have that on eight track
2: my wife if if you look at the cover they're pissing on that big monolith yeah yeah. that monolith was like the cover of some rival band's album oh was it (laughs) they're pissing on it (laughs) oh (laughs) i didn't know so uh
0: yeah i love that album that that's so
2: i throw that on and uh i start just remember listen i was 10 years old, I was listening to that, that record, and uh, I read the the liner notes out of the CD. And it the the liner notes on that CD, was like 35, 40 pages, small book. And you start reading about it, and the Who Who's Next um, was supposed to be something called the Lifehouse Project. Mm-hmm. And the Who rented out a venue, and it was free for people to come in and out of, like it was like if somebody rented out like Royal Oak Music Theater and mm-hmm. just ha- like had it for two months at a time, and people could come in and out as they wanted, and there was just a band on stage playing, no matter what, whoever it was, like it it was like the house band, whatever. But people were painting, people would be doing art, whatever. It was just called the Lifehouse Project. I don't know what the point of it was, but it was Pete Townsend's kind of thing that he wanted to do, and it all broke down and ended up. I think with him having a nervous breakdown and getting taken away. <laughs> um, and when he came back and was better, they recorded The Who Who's Next. Okay. And then uh, and then I'm pretty sure he had another nervous breakdown doing the musical for Tommy. Uh, right. So it's just, it's really interesting. He's a complicated dude. He, I mean, yeah, a, he is. He's, he's an
0: artist. I mean, like, he's literally an artist. I mean, he's like...
2: He comes across like very arrogant and snobby, yeah. and I'm sure he gives a shit what I think about him, right? right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think about him, and like I, I worship him, you know. He's uh, one of my favorite guitar uh-huh. players and favorite songwriters, uh-huh. but uh, he does. He comes across pretty arrogant. But the thing of it is, is I like, never
0: really saw him. Is that
2: if you watch a lot of interviews with him, yeah, he's like, I'm the best, yeah. we're the best, <laughs> they suck, we're better than them. Right. Hendrix stole my thing, Led Zeppelin was, wasn't even near, couldn't hold a candle to us. Okay. Like, it was that, that's okay, that's kind why of I thing. never
0: heard of of them either. Yeah,
2: he, he does it quite a bit, and, and he's just tell, he's just saying what he thinks, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, yeah, yeah. Um, I I tend to try and go the Eric Clapton route and just do all shucks and say like every you know whatever just <laughs> thank you and carry on doesn't matter like, right. it's not a competition uh-huh. but um he was fan- he was amazing you know uh-huh. there's he backs up all of the things that he yeah, says yeah uh, his songwriting um,
0: yeah it, that's the thing the the songwriting is like as far as guitar virtuoso he's probably like. He plays what the song calls for. Oh, absolutely! You know what I mean. He's not like or shredder or anything, but he can play, and he plays what the song calls for, and that's what I like about him. You know, just the songwriting is are amazing. Those those compositions and just the thoughts that go into that. It's complicated stuff. I mean, you ever
2: check out uh, the Who sell out?
0: Yes. That's such yeah. a cool record. Yeah.
2: And if you yeah. listen to that record, you can hear it morphing into Tommy. Uh huh. There's multiple songs on there that are songs on Tommy. And I think you can hear that a lot in like Neil Young records where he's toying with something and it becomes like Old Man or something. Like right. later on down the line, right. or, uh, questions becomes uh, questions becomes. Uh, Carry On by Crosby, right. Stills and Nash, right? Like
0: that Alice Cooper song, reflected. Yeah. became uh, elected.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so you can like if you listen to Who Sell Out, you're there there's numerous instances. Number one, where he's bookending things, mm-hmm. coming in and out of things with a theme, and you can see he's doing this this theme album or uh, what do they call a concept, uh-huh. right? And he's got everything he did was almost like operatic. Or so. uh, had a theme. So he's the... down That's all over Tommy. And that's, that's on Who Sell Out. And I just think watching that stuff kind of evolve is, is neat. Because a lot of artists wouldn't do that. They wouldn't mm-hmm. put out the song until it was done. But he's just kind of filling his records with ideas and, and perfecting them, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that either. You think either.
0: they put that record out because they needed to put a record out or something? Or? I
2: don't think so. They got sued for that, that record. Did they? Yeah, a bunch a, of times. Because they uh, cause of the album cover? Um, No, because of Heinz Baked Beans. <laughs> no, they got sued by Coca-Cola and Jaguar, I'm pretty sure, Um, because they used their names. Oh. So who started out as a... They were writing jingles um for Radio London. Oh. And that's kinda what they're doing, like tongue in cheek, like the uh-huh. whole album, you know. Radio
1: London reminds you, go to the church of your choice.
2: <laughs> like, they're like just Coke after Coke after Coke after Coca Cola. <laughs> they're just fucking ripping what on mean? the radio and they got in trouble for it. But um I don't think I don't think they did anything to just do anything. Um They had the one record, Meaty, Beaty, Big and Bouncy. Uh That's a greatest hits record. And I don't know if a lot of people kind of recognize or realize that. It's not even like a straightforward Greatest Hits record, it's all odd outtakes and B-sides of stuff Right. or uh, different versions, different mixes of things. Oh, if okay. you go back and listen to Meaty, Beaty, Big and Bounce, which I think is on Spotify, mm-hmm. it's not the same My Generation is on The Who plays My Generation, which is the record it was right. on, and it's not yep. the same uh, Legal Matter or Substitute as that are on the actual records. Mm-hmm. Um, so The Who's definitely one of my favorite bands. I'm, I'm kind of going on a tangent here
0: do you have any uh do you have any songs that are inspired by a who song do you, what yeah do you have any songs that are inspired by I
2: don't know if I could say directly anything's inspired by the who but i know i know that um the way they blend styles together and they have timing changes and dynamic changes i think is really what I can say inspired me by The Who is is the dynamics of their music. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting in tune. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm getting in tune. It starts right.
2: off with a beautiful little piano yeah. riff, and it, the Keith Moon kicks in, yep. and just yep. smashes you in the face. <laughs> and then it yeah. goes,
1: I'm singing this note, because it fits in well right. with the chords I'm yeah, playing. It, it
0: just
3: drops right off, yeah. and it's just so sentimental. Yeah. But
2: then it... Yeah, and just scream in your face so jennifer westwood uh posted on facebook the other day she said describe your songwriting style and i uh-huh. said uh, delicate with a sledgehammer
0: <laughs> i saw that post i couldn't think of anything couldn't think of anything clever to say so precise with
2: a blowtorch <laughs>
0: so, why don't you play us another song you got an idea
2: what do you call a deer with no eyes robert
0: uh, no fucking idea. Uh,
2: no idea, yeah. That's no right. No
0: idea. Or no idea. Uh, a deer with no balls and no eyes is a no fucking idea. Okay, all
2: right. Yeah, I got it. What do you call a guy with no body and a nose? Nobody knows. All right, sorry. You can cut that out. Uh, what should I play here? All right, I'm going to play you this one's called uh, Can't Sleep. Can't Sleep.
1: The strangest days I've ever seen before Nobody trusts the world Right outside their door Is it really worth it? Really worth fighting for Call out the dogs, boy Cause we're off to war And what's more Let me tell you all about the shape I'm in Think my future's past, when did it begin? Never been down, no, not like this before Get out the rain, boy Cause it's gonna pull on me a strong one. When I sing you a real song Pour my heart into my melody Oh, still it comes out wrong Don't know what to do without you, baby Oh, I sit and weep some town on that long Cause I I can't sleep Oh, read on and weep I won't make it long If I don't start to change Got to flip the script Time to turn the page Where have I been? What am I looking for? Get out the way, boy. Cause I want more. Ah, The words won't seem to flow in my boxy cage. I don't know where I am Keep my thoughts engaged Where have I been? What am I looking for? Where have you been, baby? Pour me a strong one And I'll sing you a real song Pour my heart into my melody Oh, still it comes out wrong Oh, I toss and turn all night long Think I'm in too deep My eyes burn with desire Cause I I can't sleep Oh, yeah On the strangest days I've ever seen before Nobody trusts the world right outside their door Is it really worth it, really worth fighting for Call out the dogs, boy
2: the song's called uh, Can't Sleep Can't Sleep
0: we we'll, uh, should do a shot of scotch here And uh, we'll take a break We'll come back and talk about some more music Here's to you really Salute Thanks for coming out ah. It's not too bad What is up? Logger's scotch hmm. Sitting over there on Ryan's bench
2: I like scotch I'm a scotch guy over a bourbon guy Yeah Maybe not that scotch. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, you're listening to Radio Americana, and I'm going to turn my microphone back up. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Radio Americana, I'm your host, Robert Lewis. I'm here with Frank Grimaldi, Slowfoot. We'll be back.
3: I couldn't deal with the idea that at this critical concert we might go on after him he had to be up the bill he had to be higher on the bill than the who and he said to me from his insecurity that's not what you really mean what you really mean is you don't want me to go on first you want to be first up there with the guitar smashing so i said jimmy i swear to you that's not what it's about he stood on a chair in front of me and he started to play this incredible guitar playing at me playing at me like that. You know, don't fuck with me, you little shit. And then he snapped out of it and he put the guitar down and and, and he said, "Okay, let's toss a coin. So we tossed a coin and we got to go on first. He then went on immediately after us, went out to sit with Mama Cass to watch Jimmy. And as he started doing the stuff with his guitar, she turned around to me, she she said to me, he's stealing your act. And I said, no, he's not stealing my act. He's doing
2: my act. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're going to try to get you to follow. (laughs) You just got to keep living, man. (laughs) L-I-V-I-N.
0: All right, we're back. This is Radio Americana, Detroit, and that's rad. That is rad. <laughs> it's neat. I'm your host, Robert Lewis, sitting here with uh, Frank Maldi of Slow Foot.
2: You can tell you're listening to a Radio Americana because of the way it is.
0: <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, we just had a big conversation about things we shouldn't talk about on the air.
2: Things that not yeah. need be named. Uh,
0: it it could have been on a joe rogan podcast but
2: uh it was neat oh, it, it was a good conversation yeah, it
3: was
0: it was cool i love talking about that stuff anyway um so we're talking about uh some of the music you like so you like a lot of um british bands but what american bands do you like let me throw some things out um almond brothers obviously yeah 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 what about ccr
2: i love ccr
0: yeah you know i just uh i've just rediscovered ccr i mean not not just their hits but they had so many other things that were so cool have you seen the thing on netflix yet
2: i started watching it the other day while i was working but i had to stop i had to go into a stupid meeting oh, right so on. i just <laughs> had to stop watching but i, I was watching it while I, I, i'm an accountant during the day so i was watching it while i was like doing brainless stuff you know just entering stuff mm-hmm. in the spreadsheets and then uh i was like you know what i should wait and watch this like on my tv with my hi-fi going because you should it's uh it's definitely worth actually paying attention yeah, to the,
0: the first part of it is like a, a documentary but it ends with a concert at prince albert hall and it's seeing really them, cool.
2: seeing them play like they were like playing in Germany and like it's yeah. just cool, man. Yeah. Like
0: they were big time. You know what was funny is <laughs> I I couldn't help but keep laughing the, with the eight foot guitar cord. Like I don't know if they I don't remember if they showed that, but during the concert at uh, Prince Albert Hall, they got the the little curly Q guitar cords, but they're only like eight ten feet tall. So. Or Mar- long, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Long. Well, Marty at Motor City Guitar was, we were talking about that. Um, like Hendrix would do the same thing, it'd be stretched halfway across the stage, you know. Uh-huh. And he said, Well, back then, the and I guess it's still now, but the longer the cable, the more signal you lost.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. And, and that's what I thought.
2: The reason guys would use curly Q cables is because they wanted to cut high end off, I guess, those coils uh-huh. cut high end off your signal some way or another oh, really yeah it's like some sort of crossover huh. in itself i guess right. i don't know but ccr is one of those bands where if you it's like steve miller like if you start like people go oh yeah they have their radio hits but if you really <laughs> start like really start listening into it, it's like wow
1: mm-hmm. man
3: mm-hmm.
2: wow they had so many great songs yeah and yeah, the whole yeah. thing they, they broke up and John Fogarty got sued and all that yeah bullshit, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. was just it's crazy.
0: Yeah, they had some good good tunes and um it really but this really made me reappreciate them and actually listen to them, not just being, yeah, cool, yeah, CCR, I love the song.
2: Penthouse Popper is a really oh, cool song, man.
0: Yes. I'm a penthouse popper. <laughs> That's a great tune. 40s guitarist. That is a Streaming, great tune, man. Yeah. I got nothing to my name. And then sometimes when he goes into the some of those psychedelic songs, where his guitar sounds totally different than, like, say, you know, whatever mainstream song, it, he he really has a, a way with it. And, it. and it's so simple. The stuff that they're playing is so simple. But that rhythm section, I never. This is something I've recently started appreciating: is rhythm sections to bands, the base, the uh, the relationship between the bass player and the drummer. A good pocket. Oh man, and those guys were tight. You want to be dynamic, but you want. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just four four stuff, but you know, it's it's good i mean i can't
2: all four beats were there yeah <laughs> dude, they weren't missing nothing they right. were tight i mean just like bad company man right. they were yeah. tight yeah, that, yeah. that rhythm section wasn't doing anything yeah. crazy yeah but they were tight who, who's mean,
0: your favorite uh rhythm section who bass player drummers
2: oh man love mitch mitchell and Noel redding forever um jack brustinger baker um uh Dom Brewer and Mel Shocker, Grand Funk Railroad. Uh-huh. Holy smokes! Yeah, and um,
0: something I've recently rediscovered.
2: That's when you brought up American bands.
0: Yeah, oh, oh, we're an American band. Uh,
2: but the Grand Funk Railroad too. I was gonna say yeah. they, they were just a hell of a band. But uh, the original
0: Alice Cooper band. Oh yeah, uh, Jack Bruce or Jack Bruce. Um, what's his name? Oh, um, Neil Smith what and, is his
2: name it's bruce bruce uh yeah, yeah. bruce
0: something <laughs> yeah that was a guitar player though uh was, anyway um those guys
2: and it's on the love it to death record and i think the killer yeah, record as well yeah. everything up in billion billion dollar babies i think is the first band
0: yes and um oh no they did muscle of love really yeah okay yeah that's a cool song I think Muscle of Love was before Billion Dollar. No, it was after. Probably after.
2: Yeah. All I know um, is Donovan was on. Uh,
0: yeah, he was. So what's was that Liza song? Minnelli. Shut up, really. Yeah.
2: What song was Liza Minnelli on?
0: Muscle of Love. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. We go dancing nightly yeah. in the attic. Yeah. What's Liza Minnelli do on that song? Um, she's singing backups. So Frank Zappa's was on the Killer record, I believe. There's a song called You Drive Me Nervous. And I, know, this,
0: I know he produced their first two albums. This
2: could be bullshit. I could be making this completely up. But I read somewhere that Frank Zappa was on the song You Drive Me Nervous, and the line goes, You're out of state, you're thrown in jail, ain't got the bread to pay the bill. Mom and Papa come up and say, Honey, where'd we fail? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was Frank Zappa it okay. could, I could be right I could yeah. be wrong
0: I don't know I never so heard that
2: Frank Zappa American Band makes
0: sense because he produced their first two albums
2: so he produced one side of Grand Funk Railroads yes All the Women in the World Beware I believe is the record yeah and that's uh, We're Out to Get You uh, oh there's so many cool songs yeah. on that record he
0: also produced a later album of theirs Crossfire because I used to have maybe it.
2: that's the record I'm talking about okay Okay. So he was. I watched this big interview with Mark Farner, but Grand Funk's like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Even even after yeah, they yeah. added Craig Frost, you know, like. Uh, but the power trio, Eplurbis Funk, yeah, that record and On Time, their first I, record.
0: I recently rediscovered Grand Funk, and they just, were, oh, they were wild, but, man. But that Red album, nothing. The live album. Nothing's better than no. It's not live. I but, thought the the Red album was a live album. No, not the Red album. The Red Elm's like their first or second album. It's the Red Elm's a live album. That was... Uh, I, I think. No, it's not. It's not.
2: We're, we're looking this up. Hold okay. on, we're Googling
0: this. <laughs> All right, you look it up. We have to Google. Hold on, Jamie, look this up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Jamie's looking this, <laughs> this up. Is
0: our, this is our Joe Rogan moment. Thank God I wasn't watching porn before I got here. I... <laughs>
2: You got any Jeopardy music so, you
0: can play right now? <laughs> doo, doo, doo. So, no, but I can keep talking about my other favorite rhythm You're section. You're right, it's a studio record. Is, um, yeah, I know. Shut
2: <laughs> up. <laughs> What's the live album?
0: <laughs> the live album is Grand Funk Live.
2: Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> the Red album still fucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's got Inside Looking Out on it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Inside Looking Out. Um, God, I can't remember I all the high songs. Highfalutin' Woman.
3: Yeah, it's just Mr. Fucking, Limousine Driver's on there, great, I think.
0: Just a great, great album. Great album. Um, my other favorite rhythm section is Geezer Butler and um, Bill Ward.
2: Can't miss. Can't. Black Sabbath, can't. dude. Oh, man.
0: And for me, Black Sabbath has to be Ozzy. I don't like... I don't like... um No. I don't like the Dio era. No. I mean, I love Dio. Dio is a great singer, but um And I the Dio the Dio era of Black Sabbath, they they changed their whole sound around to sound like everybody else at that time. Fairies wear boots, yeah. war pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that stuff is just that was what year would you say that Sabbath Bloody Sabbath came out?
0: That was uh seventy. 75- 74, 75. And that's somewhere like, between 74 and 76. That's like
2: their later stuff.
0: And that's too. my favorite Black Sabbath album. Because fir- I think the first record is
2: just self titled, right? Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yes. And that's like yes. 69 or it's 70, isn't it?
0: 1969. 1969. And dude,
2: I mean, like Led yeah. Zeppelin was hard rock. That was yeah. the hardest rock. Yeah. And Black Sabbath just yeah. kicks them down into so, a dirty, uh, dirty root cellar. So I,
0: I liked Black Sabbath when. Because when they came out, they didn't sound like everybody Everybody else was singing about, you know, flowers and love and everything. Yeah, that's groovy. That's good stuff. They were singing about fucking burning nuns. Smoking <laughs> and tripping is all that you do. You know? it was like it was, It's just crazy, crazy all stuff. Right now. And they didn't sound like anybody else. I mean. It, and. That
2: that rhythm sections, fantastic. Yeah, yeah they, the drum fills that he's doing in War Pigs. Yeah, <laughs> they're just all over the place. They're just you watch these bands, you know, from the s- you know, late '60s, early '70s, yeah. and they're just maniacs, man. They're nutcases. Yeah, they're yeah. all hopped up on amphetamines, <laughs> drinking butt heavy, smoking Marlboro cigarettes like there's no tomorrow, and they're just ripping, dude. They're just ripping and uh that's that's where i got a lot of my i guess idea of what music should be like you should be putting your nuts into it yeah but you should you should also be able to take it back and sing a song like blackbird or i like i like all of that stuff i like heavy and i like soft and i like fast and i like slow and i like i like all that stuff i just like music and like i was in a blues band for a long time and weird every song had to be bluesy and i was just like dude why don't we just write songs man like whatever songs we write we just play right. like it doesn't matter like if we wrote a jug band song we could just play it and if we wrote a country song we could just play the country song and if we wrote a blue song we could play a blue song And if, right. if most of the songs we write are blue songs that's cool but like whatever we write we should just play man because it's what we wrote
0: have you ever heard uh um planet caravan without the without the the effects on the vocals no (laughs) uh, it's not bad but it 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 doesn't have the same dynamics to the song i brought billy Uh,
2: strings up earlier billy strings goes into planet caravan oh really fairly fairly regular in his live shows very interesting (laughs) just slays
0: it you know who else does something like that is uh uh, not Sawyer Brown, but uh, what's that country band? Something Brown. Zach Brown band. Zach Brown. Yeah, Paul. Paul, my guitar player for the Robert Lewis band, loves Zach Brown. He goes sees them every year, and they always pull something out. Pink Floyd. They'll do a Metallica song, and just just kill it. And a little do it, bit of chicken and fry. Do it, and do it their own way, though. So you know what, uh, And they are a good, I mean, they're like they're amazing. They're a great man. Brad Paisley
2: is a great guitar player. Oh, I love It's Brad just not Paisley. my thing, man. And that's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can say you don't know, like, I don't like Bob Seger that much. Yeah. It's okay. You know, it's I'm so, not
0: a big fan of Bob Seger. I but, like a lot of what he does.
2: Know. I also don't but, like a lot of what he does. However,
0: speaking of Bob Seger, my top, one of my very top five live albums. It's double live or live uh, bullet. Yeah, live bullet. Not Fantastic bullet. band. That's that was that's one of the best live albums. So we were listening, ever. we were in the studio last night
2: and uh we we're talking about panning back and forth and like the yeah. stereo doppler effect and all that. And I was like, dude, have you ever really sat down and listened to two plus two? And he goes, Well, I mean, I've heard the song, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Have you ever listened to it like on headphones or like in a place where stereo was pretty obvious he goes no i mean not not really and i I put it on the drums it's just the drums Mm. mostly the cymbals are literally panning back and forth through the whole song and it's like it's like they let me master the song and i'm like this is cool (laughs) (laughs) and it's like on the beat on the beat of the song left right left right left right left the whole time and the song gets over with and peter j he goes i kind of feel seasick dude (laughs) I was like, and it's cool. Hendrix does yeah. that stuff where yeah. it's hard, pants all in yeah. way, one way. Yeah, you don't get that stuff you anymore. Like that. Not you a whole like, lot, I don't yeah. think. I think st- I think songs and bands now well, are producing stuff um, with with like one guitar on one side. The the drums are stereo, A keyboards stereo, but like for the most part, it's like there's a there's a way people do it, and and in the sixties and seventies there was a way people were doing it, but. You'd hear a lot, and I, it was studio limitation too. But you'd hear a lot where it was like, on the left channel would be like the hi hat and the bass guitar, and then the right channel would be everything. And yeah. if, if your left channel went out, you're you're screwed. Like you
0: weren't <laughs> yeah, hear I li- nothing. I like sometimes every once in a while. It, it hasn't happened lately, but sometimes you know one channel will go out when you're trying to listen to something is like, and you hear the other side of the song. Like, I never knew that went. I never knew that was there. Wow, know? that sounds so, like shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it sounds crappy. But I'm I'm talking <laughs> about what they're but what they're playing. It makes and, up. And so what people don't understand about popular music is what they're hearing isn't really what they're hearing. You know, it, it's no. it's something different. It's and and a lot of people use. Auto-tuner now that you don't really realize that they're using. I mean, because you can use auto-tuner. It doesn't happen it down like that. No, you know, no. It, it can sound fucking really fucking good. In,
2: there's, there's spots where I've thought about using it where it's yeah. like, I can't hit that note, man. Yeah. I just like, I, I'm having a hard time. Like, yeah. can we just fix that? And it's like, eh, let's just wait and we'll get it. I've heard Chris Stapleton uses auto-tuner. I think it's pretty standard. Uh, at this point but so if you're ever listening to if you want to hear some cool stereo stuff listen to uh magical mystery tour by the beatles listen to that record and just mm-hmm. turn your stereo pan your pan your morants to the left yeah i think it's to the left we were, one night we we're we we're uh all uh, giggling mm-hmm. for no reason uh other than we were high on life at my parents' house and we were listening to uh magical mystery tour and uh
3: we my were just, favorite Beatle album. We were either, just uh
2: turning we just would we we're listening to stuff panned one way or the other. Just just to listen to it. Cause it mm. was cool. Yeah. And this song, um Blue Jay Way, it's a George Harrison yeah. song. Yeah. There's dead silence for a minute and a half. Mm. And then the first thing you hear is one lone cello groan. Ah. And then it's silent again for 25 seconds. And then the drums... Please. The the voices are all going through a Leslie. Please right. don't yeah. be lying. Yeah, like,
0: what the fuck, dude? Uh-huh. It's just trippy stuff. I heard, um, like I was telling you about that time I was listening to the Beatles mm-hmm. at a certain time. Um, I noticed that... Um, I don't remember what song it was, but there was somebody in there that was drastically out of key, singing out of key. Oh, yeah. And, and it was, you know, you won't notice it on a normal day when you're listening to it in your car, but when you're listening to it at 3 o'clock in the morning... What? You want a beer? No, I've got some. <laughs> Thank you. Um... So, did you play a song yet? Uh, not in this segment. No, not in this segment. Why don't you play a song? And then, uh... Hey, what was that uh, Littlefoot song you were playing earlier?
2: Oh, that was called uh, Willing.
0: Do you know it all the way through pretty good? Yeah, I could
2: probably probably mess this up live on air.
0: You can fake it pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Want me to do that? Yeah, why don't you do that? I was liking... I mean, usually I like people to play their own shit, but... You were messing around with that song, and I really liked that song. I liked the way you were doing it. So this is a Little Foot song named what? Uh, it's called Willing. Willing. And this is a song Frank did not write. This is by Littlefoot. Little Feet. Little Feet.
2: That's F-E-A-T. <laughs>
0: oh, wait. You're Slow Foot.
2: We're Slow Foot. These guys are Little Feet. <laughs> little Feet. Uh it goes a little something. Oh, like, that
0: would be a great concert. <laughs> slow foot and little feet. Hey, if you
2: know the band, if you can get in contact with them, <laughs> we, we would do it.
0: Little feet, if you're listening.
2: So, it goes, I hope I don't screw this up. Uh, it goes a little something like this.
1: <laughs> was beat by the snow, bashed by the wind. Drunk and dirty, Lord, don't you know? But I'm still willing. I was out on the road late last night. I saw my pretty Alice in every headlight, and my Alice, Dallas Alice. And I've been from Tucson to come carry to Hatch, of Peter of Paul. I've driven every kind of rig that's ever been made Driven the back road so I wouldn't get away And if you give me Wheat, white, and white And you show me a sign I'd be willing To be moving. I've been bashed by the rain Hit by the sleet I had my head stoved in And I'm still on my feet And I'm still In a whole lot of trouble Smuggled some smokes and folks from Mexico Burned by the sun Every time I go to Mexico I'm still And I've been from Tucson to Tucumcari To town To Paul, Driven every kind of rig That's ever been made Driven the back road So I wouldn't get away And if you give me We Whites and wine, and you show me a sign, I'd be willing
0: to be moving. That's pretty cool. That's a good tune, man.
2: I love that song. I love that band, man. Sailing Shoes, great record. Interesting story, too, if you ever look, look into... The band they just <laughs> they just had I'll a have, lot of shit go wrong and a lot of crazy stuff.
0: I'll have to delve into. I never really got into them. I always knew about them. You probably yeah.
2: heard Dixie Chicken. Um, yes, yeah, Dixie Chicken. Skin and, it back is yeah, a pretty I've famous heard. one. And then uh, there's one other one, the Spanish. I think, uh, I think
0: I learned uh, Dixie Chicken from uh, Cooley Pope. Spanish Moon, I think, is the name of a really popular one. Yes. Yeah.
2: Really cool. I mean, just cool stuff, man. That guy was uh, in Zappa's band. Yeah. So he was. Really.
0: He was legit. So I, it's it's funny you say that he's from Zappa's band because the way that I remember them, kind of like a, uh, almost like a southern rock type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't. I Vinnie don't. Caliuta. Yeah, I don't see anything southern <laughs> rock about Zappa. Oh, she gave me VD. <laughs> Uh. I, just, I just I was talking about Zappa the other day, and somebody was saying uh, about uh, I forget what band they were talking about. How simple they were. I go, well, you know, I like simple music because I understand why I like it, you know. And when I get into music that I don't understand why I like it, it's Frank Zappa. <laughs> He goes, no, I, l- I like Frank Zappa. I go, yeah, I do too, but I don't understand why I like it.
2: It's like a sick perversion.
0: <laughs> it's it's just, it's it's different. <laughs>
2: it's like a Telefunken U47
0: <laughs> with leather. Right. You'll, you'll love it. <laughs> you know, three chords, I fucking understand that. Three chords and the truth, I understand that. We were up you know? uh,
2: So, three, a thousand
0: thousand notes and a bunch of nonsense. (laughs) I don't know why I like it, but it could go one
2: one way or the other, (laughs) Mr. Bungle style. But uh, we were, this is my John Prine story, and I'm sure everybody's got a million of them, but we were up north uh, in Marquette or uh, Autrain, and we were up till six in the morning. We were at my buddy's bachelor party, and uh, my friend Mitch throws on. some music at the end of the night. Everybody's kind of passed out. I'm kind of falling asleep and he puts on uh, Sam Stone. Oh yeah. And uh, I was a little out of sorts, you know, in my head, we'd been partying all night, whatever. And I just remember like that song just hit me like a fucking ton of bricks, dude. Yeah. Just kind of it's like laying on the floor, just sobbing, listening yeah. to this song yeah. and it just hurting my feelings. And then <laughs> the next morning we're drinking Bloody Mary. It's probably 10 in the morning. I probably went to bed at seven. Everybody gets <laughs> up. We're making breakfast. Drinking Boy Mary's cleaning the house up from partying mm-hmm. all night. And, and I put the song back on. And sure enough, I just, I'm just sobbing. I'm yeah. just crying. <laughs> like, oh, my God, it hurts so bad. Right. Why do I keep doing it? It's such a beautiful song. Right. Here's a hole in daddy's arm yeah. where
0: all the money goes. Like, yeah, because, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, because in somebody's life, that's true. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing about songwriters, Um, you know, like Jason Isbell, you know, he. Everybody thinks these songs. They they wonder how I got all this experience in life. Well, these are just songs that I made up, but they're true to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's true to somebody, and I totally get that because that's, you know, that's kind of where I I, come from when I write a song. You know, it's like. I want it to be true to somebody.
2: Pretty songs never last too long on broken radios. <laughs> yeah. Holy right. shit, dude! Right.
0: <laughs> Little pictures have big ears, you know, is talking about his kids, and yeah, that's a that's a heavy song. That's, that's really. I really tried. Heavy.
2: I went to learn it, and uh, I was bought two verses in. And I was like, I don't want to learn this song.
0: One of the first, I don't want to learn it. <laughs> one of the first songs when I first started. Uh, well, no, I, I I take that back. When I first learned about John Prine, one of the first John Prine songs I learned to sing and play was um... <laughs> drum roll, please. This
2: is, uh, Angel from Montgomery.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't Angel from Montgomery. Holy shit. I'm not okay. super well versed in John uh,
2: Prine, so I might not be good help here.
0: Oh, I remember what it is now. It's great. <laughs> Jamie, look that up. It's a great compromise. It's such a. What were we talking about now? John Prine song that I ever uh, learned to sing and play. And uh, you know, to somebody, it's real, and that's what I love about John Prine. That's what it is.
2: Uh, you gotta, you gotta write. Uh, Things that people can relate to.
0: There's a um there's a video from the eighties. I'll have to loan it to you. It's uh John Prine. It was on PBS um from the uh Burnt Orange tour. And uh it he's playing the songs from the album Burnt Orange. But in between there's uh there's segments where he's driving around in a 1940s sedan in his old hometown in uh, Illinois, I believe, just outside of Chicago. And uh, there's a song called The Accident. And he's driving through his neighborhood. And he said, right there, there's the corner, there's where the accident was, is where there was a four way stop sign. Intersection, and everybody went at the same time, <laughs> and there, so it was based on a true story. You know, <laughs> it's a great song. I I suggest everybody uh look that song up, "The Accident" by John Prine.
2: I thought it was about me. <laughs> the accident,
0: <laughs> the birth of the birth of Frank Grimaldi. Oh no way! That would be the mistake. <laughs> the accident. <laughs>
2: Oh my poor mother!
0: <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm <laughs>
2: oh, sorry, mama. <Mom. laughs> oh, oh, Robert!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to play some of these songs we're talking about. Sounds like you want to play another song. You think I should? I won't stop you. Y'all you think I should? y'all oh, not talk like that yeah well you know in in reality we've been sitting here for about three hours but we've got uh we've only got an hour in on the show <laughs> how long's the show supposed to be <laughs> as long as i want it to be
2: all oh, right on all right well i'll play another song dig it the song's called uh let's do across and through i don't think i ever played this one on here <laughs>
1: questions you know they'll boggle my mind sometimes I feel just like you're wasting my time don't want to wait no longer baby and you're waiting a line no no you look so fine girl but if you don't know feel the way I do baby I sure wish you'd tell me so I could just get on with you mama I got to keep on moving, got to get on crossing through, yeah well. Everybody's happy Lord, well they're singing their songs I'm just waiting for your sweet love to come along Look at me mama like I might have done something wrong, no, no Let me sing you a song girl, I know you don't know Feel the way I do, baby I know you told me, but I can't get over you, baby I got to keep on moving, got to get on crossing through, yeah just what it is that i've got to do to get on across and through baby You know they boggle my mind Sometimes I feel like you're just a wasting my time Don't wanna wait no longer, baby in your are waiting a lie, no, no You look so fine, girl Say, I know you don't know Feel the way I do, baby I know you told me, but I can't get over you, mama Keep on moving, got to get on crossing through, yeah
2: On that track on the album. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot cooler. Let me turn uh, my volume back up. It's a lot cooler with a full band. I promise. That so the one part I I figured this chord out. I don't even know what chord it is. Figured this chord out when I was like 17. Yeah. Just come home from my grandma's pool. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I like that discord. You know. It's just ugly. Yeah, I hear. I hear a mixture of Pink Floyd and a George Harrison chord in there when and then when you go into that that other chord now the next one, the one where you, the bar chord yeah that's the George Harrison chord. yeah
2: so um we used to play this one song called Fantastic Nonsense and it was uh, a bunch of chords I learned from Beatle songs it's like it's like a G add 9 I think and this is like an E sus (laughs) 4 suspended bullshit minors (laughs) how dark is that chord (laughs) that's a
1: welcome my son welcome Machine. that was the very
0: first pink floyd song i ever heard so when i was a kid there was detroit radio used to be the best i mean there was wabx there was wraf there was um what was the oh w4 www
2: wkrp cincinnati
0: <laughs> but wabx was the best um I had Dave Dixon, and back then, FM radio was like the wild west of the airwaves, you know, and DJs could play anything they wanted to play, they would play whole albums, you know, and especially late at night, I remember laying in my bed listening to, it was probably WABX, because they were like, they were like, the station you know before commercial took over everything like hey come play softball with us you know (laughs) (laughs) before it became Disney World Um, but just laying in my bed late at night and that was the first time I ever even heard of Pink Floyd and they played Welcome to the Machine I was like wow yeah, it's like wow, that is badass. Yeah, and it and it remains probably one of my most favorite Pink Floyd songs.
2: So growing up, my dad had these just giant speakers that my cousin Dave built, my godfather, uh, just massive, bigger speakers than any family should ever have in their living room, with this Marantz SX twenty two eighty five. Excuse me, Marantz twenty two eighty five B receivers, eighty five watts a channel. Doesn't sound like a lot, but those. If anybody knows about old Marantz stereo receivers, notice that that was that's a bad boy. That that's a big block receiver. So these speakers just thumped, man. I mean, you could just turn them up and up and up and up and up and up. So welcome to machine. That song ends with uh, the car door closing, yeah, and the car yeah. drives away. <clears throat> That horn, yeah. I remember to this day, me and all my friends are sitting around, try drinking beers, whatever. And my dad, that part of the song comes up. My dad turned the bass all the way down, <laughs> turned the treble all the way up, and turned the speakers up as loud as they would go. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was just screaming. You could yeah. probably hear that from ten blocks yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like the tornado siren was going off. And I'll never forget that because when it went. At the end of that, it goes, dong, again, and yeah. it popped both mid-ranges on both sides of the speaker. Uh, oh, did it?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. my God. Oh, I'll <laughs> never forget that. But uh, we if you knew my dad, you'd know he was probably yeah. pissed off. He just started laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest I thing.
0: Have, I've had the pleasure of meeting your dad a couple of times, and I genuinely, genuinely, I, I like your dad. He's a good dude. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it reminds me the first time I ever met you was at Mr. Biggs. I've told this story before, but you were just a young, young dude, maybe. He did, the boy. How old were you? Probably 19? 17. Were you allowed to be no. legally allowed to be in Mr. Still Biggs? Still drinking, though. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were up there playing fucking uh, uh, dazed and confused and Led Zeppelin and just killing it. It's like, wow, what the hell? These. these you know, who the hell even knows about, you know... These days and in- kids. <laughs> right. And it's... Uh, yeah, you were cool. You were cool. You're a good good kid, man. We and, but I out, met you... I met you... But the first time I met your dad, you guys were playing at that place over on uh, Cass...
2: Time Out. Uh, yeah. No, Cass- it wasn't
0: Time Out. It was, it was uh, over there on M59 and... Um, Cass, the upper deck place. Oh, um, yeah, it's called upper CJ's deck. CJ's upper deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So you guys were playing the lower, the lower deck. <laughs> the downward deck. <laughs> I remember. So I was sitting next to your dad. I don't think I knew he was your dad yet. <laughs> but I see he seemed like a cool dude, you know. He had a beard, you know, wearing a fucking army jacket and shit. And we were just having a good time. And, and this, this kid, this fucking punk kid comes up and flips your dad's hat. And I thought he knew your dad. I thought he was like, they're friend. and your dad's like, "Yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I thought they were just fucking around. He goes, I'll kick your fucking ass. And I, I'm still not thinking that, you know, this is real. You know, I thought, and the, and then the kid just laughs and walks away and goes, that motherfucker, I'll kick. And your dad was like I'll oh, pissed off wanting to go kick his ass. And and then I realized, I go, oh, you didn't know that kid? And he goes, no, I don't know who that fucker is. <laughs> so
2: do you remember the rest of that story? Because I remember this. No. That was Dom, Dom Borovic's friend. Okay. Dom was up there. And I remember this to, okay. to this day because I saw it all unfold. The kid walks back up to my dad, and my dad w- laughed, was laughing there, laughing there, all laughing. My dad grabbed him with his two
0: front his two I fingers. I remember you telling me he this. He
2: grabs him by the nose and just starts twisting his oh, kid's nose. Oh, and like, this
0: kid like looked like Mo, like Mo grabbing fucking oh Curly.
2: He grabbed his kid's nose and like he was gonna <laughs> rip it right off. And this kid was freaking. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. And, and, and uh, the, kid, the kid runs away, and my dad's just laughing. and laughing. Oh, we're having a good time now, aren't we? Fuck you!
3: Oh, everybody having a good time.
2: Oh, I love you, Dad. Yeah, my dad's—he's oh. a—he's 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 a, a man of action. <laughs> He—I he was on stage. I'm watching this happen. My dad grabs his kid's nose and <laughs> start twisting it. <laughs> He wasn't kidding. He would have beat the shit out of that kid. I think that was funnier. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was the way to go about it.
0: Yeah, that was better. Because if you'd have beat him up, he would have gone to jail and shit. I would, dude.
2: We used to do that stuff all the time. You remember getting your ear pulled by your mom? Yeah, yeah. I picked this one, this one kid. Having this party, this kid wouldn't leave. Everybody's mad at him. I picked him up by the ear. I said, you're going you're going right now. I grabbed him by the ear. How humiliating. But I guarantee you one thing. You're yeah. going to follow your ear.
0: <laughs> yeah. You will yeah. follow
2: it. I guarantee it. You're yeah. going to follow your nose, too. Just That's like Toucan funny. Sam said.
0: Follow your nose. All right. On that note, let's... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to follow my nose to the bathroom. So let's... Uh, let's take a break and we'll be back you got it you're listening to Radio Americana Detroit that's and rad, that's man. rad that's rad man that's rad motherfucker and I'm your host Robert Lewis and I'm here with Frank Grimaldi of Slowfoot. we'll be back
2: <laughs> so I've i fucked that up and uh, the first time through, so I did it the second time too. So it was like jazz. Oh, and the other so song you so doing? so people thought it was yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of noticed that. <laughs> I think everybody
2: so, noticed it. Yeah. It's okay. I wanted yeah. to seem disorientating. That's what, how British people say it: <laughs> disorientating.
0: You know, I seen um, uh, Billy Brant and his band Voxana at um, Twenty Front Street. You ever been to Twenty Front Street?
2: I've never been there. I heard it's a fantastic room, though,
0: dude the sound system in that place is amazing you you hear every single nuance of the of the music but anyways fox 8 so is so good they are they are so good and but i was listening to them and i'm sitting there and i perceived what i thought was a mistake on somebody's part <laughs> In the music, but they but they covered it up so well that I didn't know whose fault it was. I just knew there was something, and it was only a brief (laughs) second. If you're not a musician, you probably wouldn't even have perceived it, right? And uh so then later I uh was talking to Billy outside and he goes, Yeah, I totally blew uh, it was a, supposed to be a second uh, two verse ending, <laughs> and I didn't play the second verse or second chorus ending or something like that. You know, but but the band—they're they're total live pros. They caught you. And, and it just—and the only reason I caught it was because I seen Billy look make a face yeah <laughs> but I don't think any and they didn't say anything about it afterwards
2: it's it's so um I, I like think about things like this um, like if you make a mistake on stage, you shouldn't make a face right. You shouldn't let on that you made a mistake because chances are the only way people are going to know is if you do make a face or do something, you know, or announce it. Right. Right. So the other day we were playing down at the Tangent Gallery in Detroit. And uh, before the set started, um, our guitar player, Mike, goes, let's play the song Going Home first. And I said, let's play just a blues number so they can get their sound set before we start playing our music. You know, like, let's, let's give the sound guy a little taste of what we're doing, let him equalize everything, and then we'll start playing our music. Because I don't want to waste one of our songs uh, if the sound's not there, right? So, we'll play this song, and then we'll play our song, Going Home. And um, at the end of the first song, I wanted to play a different song. I wanted to play Mexico Lindo. And I turned to Mike, and I said, let's play Mexico Lindo. And the bass player starts the song, Going Home. Which is a song that we talked about playing, and it starts with a bass intro, Mm -hmm. and right before he starts playing, I go Mexico Lindo, but then he starts and then he stops. He goes, "Well, you said play Going Home," and I I was like, "No, I didn't," and I did. But he was like, "Yeah, you did," and I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever, just fucking play this, just play the song." Like, I was wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like. Let's not let's not fight on stage and have dead air. And so we talked about it after. I was like, dude. If I'm wrong, if I'm right, if that ever happens again, just keep playing the song. Don't uh-huh. stop playing the song. We'll uh-huh. f- we'll figure it out as a band that it's that <laughs> song. You know, like there's right. nothing worse than starting a song and stopping it uh-huh. on stage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. And it was my it's my bad. You know, it's my fault. Right. Like, oh man, just just keep playing. <laughs> whatever whatever you're doing, just keep doing it because everybody I, knows that we're dumbasses now.
0: <laughs> I understand that, but. That's not always, that's not always wrong, because I think people, I think people like that. I think it's humorous. Like if you take it as a joke, it's like, oh, we started that wrong, you know. Um, because I've seen I've seen bands do that before. It's like, oh, but let's start that over. That was wrong. I was in the wrong key, or you know, I've seen. We were yeah. playing
2: Arts, Beats, and Eats, and we had a set I, in list. In fact,
0: going back to Voxana, I I watched them do that, too. And then... Wait a minute.
2: That's not how we practiced it. <laughs> right. We were at Arts, Beats, and Eats. We had a set list in front of us, and uh-huh. my amp blew up at, in like the second song.
0: Really? Because I was there. I don't remember. Yeah,
2: my amp crapped out on me about the second song. So my amp got quieter by about 10 dB and about three times as dirty as gainy. <laughs> So, like, my tone was kaput. I couldn't hear myself, and I knew it happened. Uh-huh. But there was, there's nothing to do right, at that point. Right, you're just right. playing with your blown-up amp.
0: I did not know that.
2: Nobody else knew it either, I don't think. The sound guy didn't know. I I knew it. Because
0: I've seen you playing leads and stuff. No, I the, could
2: The still amp still, still worked, so a uh, uh, tube shorted out. Okay. And when you lose a power tube, you lose screen resistors, and then you're in this weird loop of power tubes and screeners says. Anyway, it doesn't right. matter. So yeah. I'm like frazzled because my amp's blown up and I call, I announce over the, the PA that the next song is this song and I go to start playing it and Mike, the guitar player, goes, that's not the song. That's not the song. And I was like, what what whatever you know like uh-huh. I'm just like frazzled and pissed off. I'm like whatever, dude. Play uh-huh. play whatever you want. And he's like I don't know what to play. I'm like oh my god, somebody just play something for the love of God. Just somebody play something, please. <laughs> Dead air is the worst yeah. thing on stage.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny is like you guys must cover it well because I don't. Nobody knows. I don't, knows this I don't recognize any of that stuff. I don't recognize any of that stuff
2: as much as you know. Cause I
0: was there as much as I maybe I didn't see it. Was that at the beginning of your set? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was like three songs in. I think that happened. Yeah,
0: maybe I came in like four or five songs in. But
2: you know, uh, the the fact is, and uh, like we're we're very seasoned and experienced in performing. Yeah, and and fortunate to say that, like Slowfoot's played a lot of shows probably yeah. like close to a thousand shows you know as yeah. a band we've been together for six years and we gig a lot i haven't you
0: done you do you do i
2: haven't done the the count this year I'm but i'm so I,
0: envious i'm jealous of you guys don't be jealous man so. <laughs>
2: don't be, i'll tell you what we say at uh at my job don't be sorry just be better <laughs>
3: right uh, no but uh
2: just uh you just get out there man it's like, right. yeah. there's nothing out there but airspace and opportunity
0: yeah. Good old American know who though. Helps. Yeah, You
2: just crank it up.
0: <laughs> good well, old American know who Well
2: if we did if we did a hundred gigs this year, I would wager to guess that twenty of them were really good and cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um I'm a I'm I'm about to start saying like when we get booked for private parties, I'm about to start issuing caveats or just saying like just saying like having an honest conversation with the person uh-huh. that's booking a band for their party, like, hey man, like uh We'll come and we'll we'll put up our PA and we'll play music. But like, are you sure you don't want just like you just don't want like a jukebox? <laughs> are you sure you don't want like right. just a DJ? Like you right. don't want to just play like Lil John or something? Like, right, right. Will right. your guests enjoy that more than what? Do you know what we yeah. do? Right. Like you understand, right. we're not like a live karaoke we're, band. Yeah, right? we're not.
0: We're not a. We're not a wedding band. Right? You get that right? Yeah.
2: Like because we've played private parties that were awesome, and then we. We play private parties all the time. There's like the entire party's 200 feet away from us, yeah. And we're just we're I mean we're playing. We yeah. brought our PA, brought our lights. We're putting on a show. There's one person watching, and it's just like, well, this is practice, I guess. But like I, we could have practiced in the basement without bringing our PA system across. That's the town. what
0: I I feel is um. It's it's my pride. And my downfall at the same time is that I refuse to do cover tunes, you know, and that's why I've like people have asked me to play at parties and stuff. I go, I don't think you want us to play because nobody's going to know the songs and it's not what you're looking for. My
2: favorite party guest is, can you play Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi? (laughs) No, we don't know it. Well, it's really easy. (laughs) <laughs> okay i still don't know it well just go i know how it goes i don't know it i don't know the song dude it's not like a, you don't just push a button you, are you like oh yeah oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> okay yeah let me just let's let we'll all just do like you realize we rehearse once a week like these songs that we're playing right, like it right. took it took some effort to learn them as as a group of five people you know, like, we do this professionally, right?
0: My answer probably would have been, you know this John Bon Jovi, right? John Bonif Jovi. So this, we're playing this party. This girl comes
2: up to us. And she goes, you play something we I can shake my ass to? And Mike, our guitar player, goes, you can shake your ass to anything. <laughs> That's, like, the most honest answer. What do you What do you mean? Right. You Right, shake your ass to whatever you want. <laughs> and... Uh, I was like, "All right, I'll play something for you to shake your ass to." We played "Don't Let Me Down" by the Beatles. There you go. I I don't know what to do for you. You know, like I don't know what you want. We're not. We are not the cover band that you thought you hired. Right. There, there are those bands yeah. out there. Those that band does exist. We are not you know, them, though.
0: We, you know, we had this. See, um, I'm torn because, like Natalie and Brulia, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but. God bless I've her. <laughs> okay. It might
2: it might or not might not be her. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry.
0: No, you know, I'm a singer songwriter, so my goal is to get my songs out there to play, you know. And uh a band member the other night was like, So, what cover songs are we gonna do? And I said nothing. We're not doing would this Nothing. be
2: the newest band member?
0: No. Okay. No, it would not be. No. Um. This guy, that guy is fucking right on, man. Um. And I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to uh, talk. You're not dogging I'm on anybody. I'm not dogging on anybody, but we've had this conversation before, and I'm now. I don't want to play cover songs. I mean, I could go further into it. I just don't want to play cover well, songs. I want to play can, my songs. When you come
2: up to like open mic, like you will you'll sing like a Black Sabbath song yeah. or uh we'll do like a um a door song or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's just fooling around, but that's yeah. not your thing. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, yeah. you do your thing and your thing's cool. Like I, we've played, we've played a lot of shows together, See, Robert, yeah. and it's always a good time. Yeah, I, th- I like the songs you yeah. write. I think oh, they're, thank you. they're fantastic. Thank you. And, yeah. uh, I like, I really like the iteration of Robert Lewis band when you had, um, Paul and Ken Murphy playing drums and Chris Brown on bass and uh, Coogan was playing guitar Coogan with you guys. was playing other guitar. That was yeah. so cool. you yeah, guys! I think was... we played a show together at the VFW Hall. Yes, we did. And you guys oh, were no, on no. fire, man. No,
0: the VFW Hall was uh, Billy Ferris. Really? Yeah.
2: On bass or guitar? Guitar. You guys were on fire. Yeah, that was Billy Ferris. You guys packed <laughs> dance floor the entire time. All night long. That was
0: one of our better gigs, yeah. When I was 16, I was 21. I don't know if those right. are the right words or not, yeah. but
2: the dance floor is packed, you know? Yeah. I know your songs.
0: <laughs> hey, Marlena. Uh, there's somebody. You guys should do a Robert Lewis song. I would. Do Hey, Marlena. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the chords. So, not right now. Is it G? <laughs> it is isn't G. Yes! <laughs>
2: All right, that's all I need.
0: G C and D is all you need. And there, and there's a little bit of an E minor in there. Never go to Hollywood. Right. Sorry. So, yeah, there's a step down into an E minor. Anyway, uh, why don't you um, play a song? Hey, Marlena. <laughs> I wish he would What's the one song No that song was in a movie Yeah Yeah. Peter Rotten Tail Minus the Peter Just Oh Rotten Tail Just Rotten (laughs) Tail (laughs) Sorry But it's the same story Close enough right It's kind of the same story No there was a A demented um, Movie back in the 80s Maybe early 90s Called Peter Rotten Tail and then this is a movie, Rotten Tail, that's based off a of, um, cult following um, comic book, oh, excuse me, comic book <laughs> called Rotten Tail. It was uh, recorded by Brian, or it was uh, directed by Brian Skiva, who's a legit director, and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I never got paid for it.
2: You could get your and, music and, into and a I Rock and don't Rani
0: understand. TV show. I don't understand why I didn't get paid for that because they did not have to pay me. All they had to do was put the cue, uh, send the cue sheet into BMI, and BMI would have paid me. Interesting. Cause I'm I'm registered with BMI. I need to do that. And you know, I think I am registered uh, with BMI or ASCAP. I sent, I sent an email to BMI. Telling them, hey, you know, these guys put my song in a movie. Apparently, they never turned in a cue sheet, and I never got paid for my music. <clears throat> And BMI never never re- replied to me. And um the other the other uh the other music that was in there was Twisted. Are you re- familiar with Twisted? No. They're they're like they're in the uh they're in the insane clown posse category. They're a Michigan That's why I know uh, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah, else. me neither. I Sorry. only know that because of rotten tail but i'm pretty sure you know they're semi they're semi known known (laughs) known
2: that's not cool man you gotta pay people yeah for what they do yeah yeah even if it's 20 bucks
0: i will say this though
2: or if they just told you to frig off up front like hey man we're not paying you they can't
0: dispute it because my name my name is in the credits at the end of the movie so if I ever really wanted to push the thing, I'd, there's my name right there in the credits. But I'm not going to, nah. because you know what? Um, I found out that <laughs> it was a B movie to begin with. It was a silly movie. It was a timepiece movie. It was uh, it took place, you know, in the movie it took place in the '80s, and it even had '80s type. Uh, special effects but it was it was a good movie it was it was funny and and it was a good movie I liked it I enjoyed it but um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say but it was it was a good movie and
2: you had your (laughs) song in a movie man I had my song in a movie that's cool and
0: it was it was cool and and uh, it, it was what it was So, anyway, why don't you play a song? You play a song. Why don't I play a song? And I'm going to go pee.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Wake up every morning. Run as fast as I can. Rest on for the punch clock to hustle for the man. Don't let the rat race bring you down to your knees. If you keep on dreaming, one day they say you're gonna get the cheese. You keep on dreaming, the telephone keeps on ringing. The emails keep on streaming in And the boss man keeps on screaming He said, no more daily grinding With your ear on the phone <clears throat> I'm gonna have to quit my dead-end death child And uh, striking out on my own But they said, don't you, don't you Don't you quit your day job now If you could choose, I know you would play the blues. Well, it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your bills,
3: alright.
1: You can play my diaper. But you got to play for free You can play my theater boy But you're gonna have to pay me Come teach my kid guitar Am I might chip him for your gas Ain't no money in rock and roll And your plan it just won't last There's a doctor bill, a water bill, a power bill A gas bill, a Connell and no the traffic find is right on time, take me down to the welfare line Now my grocery money's spent, but they say, don't you, don't you Don't you quit your day job now, if you could choose, I know you'll play the blues Well it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your bills, yeah, yeah Friday night you'll find me On Radio Americana Woo! Hanging out with Robert Lewis Woo! Going right down, down you just find me one day Fast asleep in my bed Tell a bossman keep his dinner desk down Find a new way to make my bread But he said, don't you Don't you Don't you quit your day job now If you could choose, I know you'll play the blues Well, it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your bills Yeah, I said it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your bills I said it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your, your bills yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, yeah. All right, that's cool. The
2: song is called Day Job, written by Pete Zychek, our keyboard player.
0: Oh, uh, dang it, dang it. So, um, you're saying you, uh, you're. You're not a member of BMI or ASCAP or anything?
2: <clears throat> I I registered for BMI when Dirty Basement Blues put out our record years and years ago. Okay. So I'm still a member, right? You don't have to pay dues every year, do you?
0: Um no, you don't. It's free, but I guess um, I better
2: check the registry.
0: I mean, you can register as are you the sole songwriter or is it a group thing I think so I
2: think it's interesting how royalties work because if you wrote the words and melody for a song you are considered the songwriter right? so you could come to practice we're in a band you can come to practice with the entire chord progression uh-huh. and a theme but I yeah. wrote the words right. and the melody it's my song
0: because a melody is a song, but it's kind
2: of crap, <laughs> but either way that's that's if you want to get litigious about it right
0: because because that's really cause I've had this debate with people before it's like it's, you know the song is in the melody and the words, sure, right so because nobody nobody whistles chord changes. <laughs> Unless it's besides like me, smoke on the water. <laughs> no, but seriously, so I, I, so I don't know. I don't know the legality of that. So maybe you should check that or whatever. Well, you know. the the songs but,
2: were all written by so me or Pete do, on the record. So I mean, it would be it's going to be Grimaldi Grimaldi's right. eye yeah. check, eye check, whatever or, on the record.
0: Yeah, or you could. You could re up as that, or re up as slow, slow foot, whatever. Um,
2: um, I want to collect all of my millions that I'm going to get from this record.
0: Right. right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, what
2: do you mean, dude? Have you heard any of the tracks?
0: <laughs> I I I've got two two checks for eleven dollars. Have you cashed them yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but as many but as many gigs as you guys do, you could do pretty well actually. So this is what you do um, and you have a lot of, lot of gigs lined up. So you submit a song list of the songs you're going to play for the date you're going to play and they pay out every quarter. So every, you know, four months, whatever, they'd send out a check.
2: That's interesting. I didn't know that. So every gig we have, we submit that we played a gig and we played X amount of these songs.
0: Yeah. Original songs. Sure. But first you have to register those songs with
2: them. I think that all takes place um, with CD Baby or Distro Kid. Your publishing company takes care of all that for you.
0: I don't know about that. I am. I, you know, I'm just going by what I did. Um, and I'm not a member of either one of those organizations. I just signed up with BMI. When we did. Um... And the way I understood it was that you you um, register your songs, whatever songs you want, and you have a list of these songs. And then when you when you play them live... You submit a set list of what you're playing. This is the way I understand it. I could be wrong, but I have received a couple of checks from playing, uh, and I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a plug to this place, even though I don't like the owner, and we had a and uh, an outfalling, but. Third Monk Brewing Company is the only place that I know that pays into uh, royalties. So when whenever they have somebody that plays music there, if they play original music, they get paid if they're registered. Third Monk Brewing Company.
2: I've been there. Saw one-ton trolley there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I played their... Twice actually.
2: The only thing I didn't
0: understand is it was five dollar cover charge, everything was cash, and when I went to go get paid at the end of the night, he had to pay me in a check.
2: (laughs) I could explain it, but I don't want to.
0: I understand why. But tax, it, tax write it, off It doesn't mean it's right Tax man Yeah I'm the
2: tax <laughs> good man good thing I'm not
0: Chuck Berry Or somebody would be dead <laughs> Well <laughs> <laughs> Alright Let's take a break for a minute here uh, We'll be back This is Radio Americana I'm your host Robert Lewis With Frank Grimaldi Grank It's Slowfoot. That's rad Frank Grimaldi
2: That's rad I tell you,
1: that's what I love about these high school girls,
2: man. I get older, they stay the same age.
3: <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do.
0: And we are rolling now. All right. So uh, we're back. You know, as you people hear this podcast, you think we've only been talking for about two hours? <laughs> you ain't heard some of the great conversations we've been doing in between. We've been sitting here like four or five hours already. Anyhow. <laughs>
2: Beautiful thing. Well, I'm having a great time. Thanks <laughs> for having me on.
0: Couple shots and a few beers later. Hey, thanks for coming out, man. I've I really had a good time. I was not expecting this to be so much fun. Not that I don't think you're not fun. No, I'm
2: not a fun person. Nah, you're such a drag, dude. I really am. Fucking bummer. <laughs> the Polish call me Bumerski.
0: <laughs> Bumerski.
2: <laughs> Bumerski.
0: So, um what are some of your favorite movies? What's your Oh man. You know, it's uh, hard to say what your favorite. It's like trying again. It's like trying to name your favorite Led Zeppelin song.
2: <laughs> I really liked uh, "Where the Buffalo Roam" with uh, Bill Murray playing Hunter Thompson. That was a good one. Okay. Uh, I really like. Uh, you know what? Let's get serious here. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption, fantastic movie. You like just, that movie? Oh, absolutely. Just yeah. Oh, all time, one of the all-time classics. Uh, I think if that that's one of those movies, and everybody's got these where. You're flipping through the TV channels. Rainy yeah, day. Yeah. If the Shawshank Redemption's on, you watch it. Doesn't matter yeah, where it's yeah. at. I will watch the rest yeah, of it.
0: I have movies like that.
2: Everybody's got those movies. Yeah. Uh, Godfather, one and two, more than three. I like uh, Goodfellas. Um, oh yeah,
0: Goodfellas. casinos is good There's too. There's so many good. I like the movies with with the lines that you can recite. You know, leave
2: me. I'm funny. You made me put your fucking head in the vice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I like that. I uh newer movies. I really liked um I really liked um Chef with uh oh what's his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I saw that.
2: Oh the uh, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. G- it was a good movie. It was just yeah. it was fun, it was funny, it was uh it was cute. Yeah. Uh I liked that. Uh, favorite movies. Uh Fight Club, I loved that movie when I was yeah. a kid. Did you ever read the book? Yep.
0: Yep. Chuck Palahniuk.
2: Yep. I read Choke too. Um, yeah, I did too. I did. I think that, that
0: guy's there was so one weird, other man. weird,
2: one other book. Monsters, monsters. Yeah, I kind of read like half of it. Mo- I think or
0: monster. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: I I've started reading I, that one. He's Chuck
0: Palahniuk. Palanic I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's a weirdo. I've got a book. Um, uh, my my son bought me a book of his for Christmas. I still haven't finished it. It wasn't, it wasn't as good as those other books so. so
2: uh favorite movies, man. Uh
0: I like the older ones though, like from the sixties and seventies.
2: You know what I really like is uh The Natural with Robert Redford. Yeah, that's, that's a good, a good movie. one. That's a good one. Um Animal House. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's a great yeah, yeah. one. I mean, just though, that that movie taught me how to be a drunken idiot, a fat drunk idiot. <laughs> And uh, you know what? It is a good way to go through life. I'd say <laughs> it's uh, it's worked for me.
0: Fat and drunk,
2: it's worked for me. You know, <laughs> I can't uh I can't deny it. I've had a good time. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, there was in the in the movie uh, where the Buffalo Room, which is based off of uh, yeah, uh, on the campaign trail '72, the Hunter Thompson novel yeah. and uh, I, book, whatever you want to call it, he says. Uh, I'd never advocate drugs, alcohol, violence or insanity to anybody, but in my case it's worked. And uh, <laughs> I mean that's just that's just Hunter Thompson to the bone and uh, mm. I lo- I liked Fear and Loathing too, but that one it yeah, that one gets real heavy. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a more accurate portrayal. Did you ever read that book? I did.
0: Yeah, me yep. too. Yeah, I, I read I that knew, one. And and I'm proud that I knew about the book before the movie.
2: I like the rum diary too. I think the rum diary is the first book I read by Hunter Thompson. Did you ever read
0: his Hells Angels book? I
2: haven't read Hells Angels. That's
0: weird. I mean that that was like his first major book. You I know, know he
2: got beat to shit by them. He
0: did. <laughs> he did at the end of the book, yeah.
2: But yeah, he was Gonzo. He was just different. He was a different cat. And you know
0: he had he uh, cremated and he had his ashes mixed with some fireworks shot out and of they a shot out the fireworks the gonzo yeah. fist
2: cannon yeah <laughs> the double thumbed fist <laughs> so it's it's interesting um his life uh i i read it was like a schedule of his consumption throughout the day have you ever seen anything like that no so he would wake up at like two in the afternoon and um start snorting cocaine and drinking chivas regal on ice um, he would, uh, smoke weed and write and drink coffee and you like, it was like everything he did throughout the day. It was like cocaine, coffee, dove bar, right? Cocaine, 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 Chivas, ice, <laughs> cocaine, more Chivas, more ice, cocaine, Dunhill, 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 cocaine, Chivas. And then it was like, <laughs> so it was like, go to the, go into town, go to the restaurant, Order apple fritters. Order a full like. Th- he would go into restaurants and order seven course meals, and then order it again and say, "I'll take another How- round." And they say, "Another round, yeah." Food, drinks, the whole nine.
0: How old was he when he, he died? Like,
2: uh, I don't know. He's I think up, he was in his sixties, fifties, sixties, or seventies. I want to yeah, say. That old. But. Uh, if like, <laughs> he would eat, drink, eat, drink, and then it was then it was like start. He'd get back home start it was like start seriously drinking, really lean into the coke yeah. and start writing, <laughs> and it was like dawn, dove bars, jacuzzi bath, bed and he'd go to bed at like nine am like this guy was just a nutcase,
0: <laughs> I remember something about uh Something about guns. He was shooting at somebody that was on his property like a neighbor. His neighbor. That, yeah, that didn't mean to be on his property, but he was like shooting at him with machine guns and shit. Brrr, get off my
2: property. <laughs> so anybody that ever played him in a movie, which was only two people, had to go stay with him in at Rocky Creek, Colorado.
0: One was Johnny Depp and who was the other? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Or the okay. Buffalo Room. Okay.
2: And they you had to go stay with him. To play okay. him in the movie, you had to stay with him for a month there or two. There was
0: another there was another uh, actor though.
2: Uh um, it was uh John Cusack. Yeah. So they all share the same stories. Okay. So John Cusack's story was he shows up, Hunter's sober. He's writing through the day, answering letters, writing correspondence. Uh-huh. And uh, John Cusack was like, I was kind of disappointed. Um, <laughs> you know, the the man behind the mystery. And uh, uh-huh. I guess Hunter comes over and goes, don't worry. Later tonight, we'll get into it. And there will be games. And they played this game <laughs> where they, <laughs> they took pitching wedges and a shotgun. And uh, they're shooting wild turkey. And then they'd hit a golf ball up in the air and you had to shoot it. With the shotgun, and if you missed, you had to take another shot of wild turkey.
0: Oh, okay. So the, <laughs> then it sounds like a fun game. He
2: makes he makes Johnny Depp duct tape some dynamite and black powder to a, a propane cylinder. You
0: mean John Kuzek?
2: Uh, no, I think this is Johnny Depp. Oh, okay, I, I could be wrong, okay. but it was one of the two, John somebody, <laughs> right? But getting <laughs> shooting at this thing with. fucking with a shotgun and just blowing this thing up and this is all in their backyard i guess his yeah. neighbors i've heard him. about
0: shit like that from him yeah but
2: that's just what he did he ran for a sheriff he was honorary sheriff of <laughs> rocky creek colorado uh he was wow. just a nutcase man and i i love him um i've been saying this my whole life it uh, never got strange enough for me that's that's what he said never The only thing I regret in my life is that it never got strange enough for me.
0: (laughs) What about uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Love that. Love the book. I like how the book is better. To me, the book is better, well, you know.
2: It's through uh, Chief's eyes, right? It's
0: through Chief, yeah. Yeah. It's like two goats walking down the street. (laughs) One finds a movie in a can, picks it up, opens it up, and eats it. The other goat says... How'd you like it? He's like, yeah, the book was better. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Juicy <laughs> fruit,
0: yeah. Chief, you can talk. You sandbagging son of so a bitch. I've been going through these old movies like uh, <clears throat> Cool Hand Luke. Mm-hmm. Great fucking movie. That's Newman, right? Um, that's Paul Newman, and. Um, um, the Dirty Dozen. I watched recently.
2: I see that one. I haven't, I haven't seen movie.
0: that one. It's such a good movie. I mean, it's so unrealistic, but it's those it's old good. movies it's have good. this like they have feel a magi- to them. Yeah, that magic where it's like submitting. that's a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a film. Like yeah, that's yeah.
2: a movie, movie. Yeah. Like
0: these new movies. I don't know. Everything's like superheroes now and without getting into it well it's
2: just everything's got to push a message other than the message of the film yeah. And, yeah and i'm not even trying to get into like woke culture or cancel culture or anything like that but no no you can even remove that but everything's got this other narrative to it and it's like can't we can we just can we just have like some entertainment that's literally just entertainment? can we couldn't
3: <laughs> can we have right. one thing right.
2: where the movie's just a movie right. where there doesn't have to be an overline underlying theme exactly. or overtone of bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever i'm yeah. sorry crucify me <laughs> yeah. but you know sometimes we don't need to be heavy on yeah. everything we do sometimes we could just enjoy life a little bit it's okay <laughs> Dig it. enjoying life is okay and it it's it is okay everybody right. you could you could just have a good time how
0: about um how about easy rider
2: oh man that movie's Love- kind of sad <laughs>
0: It is it's a bummer at the end. Oh, well, the like,
2: the acid trip so, scene in the graveyard in oh, New yeah, Orleans. Yeah. That's a hard scene to watch, man. Yeah. The
0: girl's crying and it's like, like shut that bitch that, up. Yeah, that was a bad trip. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> like, I felt that to my bones, dude. You could feel that yeah. in your teeth. Like, oh my god, I've been
1: there. Yeah.
0: I've been there making we blew stuff. It, man. We blew it. Did you have you ever heard um so sometimes when I don't have a guest, I I uh I just mix music with movies, and I did I did the Easy Rider soundtrack. That's a cool soundtrack. soundtrack, man. It is. It's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time because every single song is, well, not every single song is solid, but there's some weird songs like, I wasn't born to fall on cool. a me bird. <laughs> and the, oh, the, what's the other one, the Something Holy Rollers? Oh,
2: I don't know that one.
0: Yeah, it's a weird song on there. But I know,
2: it, I've seen the movie a hundred times, but... Yeah, me too. Hendrix wrote a song called Easy Rider. It didn't make the film. Yeah. I think it didn't. I don't think it made the film. No, it or didn't. Or maybe it wasn't ready for no, the it film not make the. it didn't make the film. It wasn't released until after he died. But the, uh, um, the,
0: the song that Roger McGuinn did was... Uh, wasn't Born to Follow. Wasn't Born to Follow. No, not Wasn't Born to Follow. The other one... Uh, um, I'm alright ma I'm only yeah. die. So that was written by Bob Dylan and um he That's wrote all right, Ma I'm only bleeding. He wrote yeah, right. He wrote a couple couple lines of that song down and he said, Here, give this to McGuinn. he'll know what to do with it and then he wrote that
3: song.
2: <laughs> Some of my favorite Dylan songs are birds covers. Yeah. Mr. Tambourine, man, that's such a cool cover. Yeah, exactly. It's just dripping in acid. It is.
0: It is. It is. Ron's got a landline. Yeah, he does. He actually does.
2: (laughs) And and an answering machine.
0: Yeah. He's
2: got a cassette tape in there? With
0: tape. Oh, my God. That's priceless. (laughs)
3: It's hilarious. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're uh, heading towards the end. I'm going to have to find that part that I need to edit out.
2: This is the end.
0: This is the end, beautiful friend. So, uh, why don't you end us with a song, my brother?
2: Okay, I'll play you guys a song. It's a beautiful song. The song is called "Taking Its Toll."
1: get far, come to find how alone that you are, how you do it's a mystery to me, babe, give up your life for safety, oh, it just works out naturally,
0: This has been America Radio Americana Detroit, and that's been rad. It was okay. (laughs) It was okay. (laughs) No, I had a lot of fun, brother. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Um, Thanks for thinking of me as you're promoting your new record. Something good.
2: And the record sounds better than me. Don't worry about it, guys. No. I was, mostly sing in the background.
0: No, that's badass. No, and he's the lead singer, the lead guitar player. Well, not always the lead guitar player. Who um Who is your band, by the way?
2: My band's a bunch of miscreants and thieves.
0: Yeah, uh, I they got have most names. of them from
2: Georgia and the rest of them from Australia. <laughs> the state of Georgia, the debtors colony, and Australia is a bunch of rejects from the United Kingdom. Uh that's where I got Pete from was Australia, the land down under. No, that's not true. Okay. So uh Slowfoot is uh Pete Zychek on Hammond Organ most of the time in Madness. He plays a synthesizer. Sometimes we want to hide it from him, but that's okay. Uh, Chris Craig on the bass, uh, holding it down on the low end, and Tony DeDio playing drums. Uh, Mike Conley on lead guitar and uh, General Nice Guy. And my name is Frank Grimaldi, and we are Slowfoot, a five piece band of dudes playing uh, playing tunes in uh, New Balance shoes. So come see us when you can.
0: <laughs> band of dudes. All right, that's Slowfoot. Frank Grimaldi of Slowfoot from Waterford, Michigan. This has been Radio Americana Detroit with your host, Robert Lewis,
3: and we are out of here.